0: feeling that you are not alone don't worry it's just a ghost
1: a shout out to tia mayhem and tanya venom of stormstress for providing the incredible intro music for this podcast welcome to it's just a ghost i am your host mary jensen In this episode, I will, in a nutshell, explain the Salem Witch Trials. I will also discuss haunted locations in Salem, as well as some of the tours and other activities for visitors to check out. The song you will hear throughout this episode is by Sarah Peacock. American history is bloodstained with the dehumanization of entire communities, Casting her own harrowing spell, singer-songwriter Sarah Peacock draws parallels between current events and the 1692 Salem Witch Trials with the title song to her new record, Burn the Witch, came out March 27, 2020. Finger-picking guitar work cleanses the throat as her voice swells to mimic the havoc strewn through time as well as present-day strife along our southern border. Thank you.
0: Saying, Burn away, burn away, burn away, burn away, burn away, burn
1: away, wave of hysteria spread throughout colonial Massachusetts. But what caused the mass hysteria, false accusation, and lapses in due process? This was the beginning of what became known as the Salem Witch Trials that lasted approximately one year. A group of young girls in Salem Village, Massachusetts claimed to be possessed by the devil and accused several local women of witchcraft. The first three among more than 200 accused were Tabitha, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne twenty were executed. The three accused witches were brought before the magistrates, Jonathan Corwin and John Hawthorne, in question, even as their accusers appeared in the courtroom in a grand display of spasms, contortions, screaming and writhing. Though Gooden Osborne denied their guilt, Tabuda confessed, likely seeking to save herself. She claimed there were other witches acting alongside her in service of the devil against the Puritans. In January 1692, nine-year-old Elizabeth, Betty, Paris, and 11-year-old Abigail Williams, the daughter and niece of Samuel Paris, minister of Salem Village, began having fits, including violent contortions and uncontrollable outbursts of screaming. After a local doctor, William Griggs declared nothing wrong with the girls and jokingly suggested they were bewitched. The girls took that information, and soon other young girls in the community began to exhibit similar symptoms. What was really happening with these girls? There are many theories including typhoid fever, a recent smallpox epidemic, and many other illnesses. No matter what it was, it is believed it could have been an elaborate hoax. Twenty people were eventually executed as witches, but contrary to popular belief, None of the condemned was burned at the stake. In accordance with English law, 19 of the victims of the Salem witch trials were instead taken to the infamous Gallows Hill to die by hanging. The elderly Giles Corey, meanwhile, was pressed to death with heavy stones after he refused to enter an innocent or guilty plea. Still, more accused sorcerers died in jail while awaiting trial. Eventually, the the colony admitted the trials were a mistake and compensated the families of those convicted.
0: Deep into the night, stakes tied to their. Back.
1: on my website at entertainment-source.com if you are interested in finding out more on anything I'll be talking about. Now I'm going to talk about some of the haunts in Salem. There's no doubt that Salem has been irrevocably marked by the witch trials which took place more than 300 years ago. The town is still home to many of the structures and sites which stood witness of the atrocities of the 1690s that many believe Salem is one of the most haunted places in the United States. Whether you're in town to enjoy the sights of New England or searching for something a little more sinister, be sure to check out some of these historic and haunted places in Salem, Massachusetts. The most famous street in Salem is Essex Street, home to a slew of occult shops, psychic mediums, and museums. But there's just as much history on Derby Street, and dark and dirty history at that. Over the years, following the hysteria of the Salem Witch Trials, Salem developed a red-light district, like so many other growing cities. And the heart of it was along Derby Street, right next to the water. Mercy Tavern Mercy Tavern has exchanged hands a few times over the years, and more recently known as In a Pig's Eye, but its location on the infamous Derby Street has followed it through the centuries, leaving a mark on the energy of the building. While Derby Street and much of Derby Wharf are thought to be haunted, it is Mercy Tavern that experiences the most activity. There are stories of pirate apparitions appearing in the bar area, and even the sound of shouting and fighting coming from the tunnels below the building. Wicked Good Books Like in a pig's eye, Wicked Good Books is located above some of the centuries-old tunnels, which crisscross the length of Salem. The owner of the establishment came upon the tunnels while renovating the site, and paranormal investigators discovered desecrated human remains in the hidden tunnels beneath the shop. It has been reported that books often fly off the shelves of their own accord, and many patrons of the shop have seen shadow figures and apparitions hovering in the corners. The store has found the silver lining in the haunting zone and has made a name for itself as Salem's Haunted Bookstore. The Hawthorne Hotel Built in 1923, the Hawthorne Hotel is one of the, comparatively, newer haunts in Salem, It's believed that the hotel is built on the site of an apple orchard that was owned by Bridget Bishop, the first victim of the witch trials. Guests have often reported smelling apples around the hotel as well as seeing an apparition of a woman roaming the halls. Room 612 is believed to be the most haunted room in the hotel and many guests have reported seeing the figure of a woman standing outside the door. Room 325 is also considered to be one of the hotel's paranormal hotspots, with reports of faucets turning on by themselves, lights flickering, and the sound of a baby crying. Employees and guests of the hotel believe Bridget Bishop is the source of these paranormal encounters. The Hawthorne Hotel also hosts haunted dinner theaters. This is taken from the Haunted Dinner Theater website. Our Clue live show has been extremely popular as well as our Haunted Dinner Theater. We decided to combine the two in 2019 for a little extra fun. This is an all-you-can-eat buffet dinner at the iconic Hawthorne Hotel in the center of all the Halloween action in the historic district. Sit back and let our actors entertain you, tableside, each fall in a family-friendly atmosphere, complete with music and a little night magic. The Haunted Dinner Theater opened in Salem 20 years ago and also had a run for more than 10 years in Williamsburg, Virginia. The hotel hosts the Shipwreck Dinner Theater as well. Visit the Hawthorne Hotel website for more information. The Salem Jailhouse Although the Salem Jailhouse was built many years after the events of the Salem Witch Trials, it is said that it was built upon an old 17th century dungeon that once imprisoned witches. This was certainly a tribute to the many sightings within the building, as it is believed that the dungeon was never destroyed. Thrill seekers and ghost hunters alike have claimed to have seen apparitions of many, as well as feeling cold spots in certain parts of the facility. Items have been known to move on their own, lights turning on and off, and shadows appearing and disappearing. The spirit of an old prison guard has been seen by residents and modern employees still carrying his clipboard. Previous owners who have since tried their hand at opening businesses within the Salem jail have reported numerous spots throughout the building that have freezing cold air, a sure sign of paranormal entity at play. The newly renovated condominiums are stunning to say the least, turning deadly living conditions into a place for families to live and grow. Each of the old cells have been converted into beautiful living spaces with its own stone walls serving to give the entire facility a rustic yet modern look and feel. Stairwells have been refreshed and large open windows allow the inside to become bleached with sunlight a staggering difference when compared to its former depressing interior. The Lyceum. The Salem Lyceum was established in 1830 as one of many similar institutions in the country designed to deliver lectures, debates, and seminars to the public. The Lyceum is now known as Turner's Seafood, but for many decades the site played host to dozens of famous speakers and intellectuals, including Ralph Waldo Emerson, John Quincy Adams, and Frederick Douglass. Alexander Graham Bell even first demonstrated the use of the telephone at the Salem Lyceum in 1877. Many believe the Lyceum is haunted by the spirit of Bridget Bishop, while others think the apparition is that of another witch who is hanged during the trials. Poltergeist activity has been reported in the building, and employees have witnessed boxes being thrown, objects flying off shelves, and having the feeling of being pushed or touched by an unseen entity. The Old Burying Point Cemetery As with any cemetery, the Old Burying Point Cemetery is said to be home to many different spirits. Established in 1637, it's the oldest cemetery in Salem, as well as one of the oldest in the country. Many important city figures are buried there, but perhaps most auspicious is Judge John Hawthorne, known as the hanging judge. Hawthorne pre- presided over many of the witch trials and was known to be a cruel, unforgiving judge who sent most of his cases to the gallows, guilty or not. It said that the spirits of Hawthorne often make appearances in the old Burying Point Cemetery, and many visitors to the site have captured a shadowy figure on camera near the judge's 300-year-old grave. As author Nathaniel Hawthorne, the great-grandson of Hawthorne, said of The Hanging Judge, he made himself so conspicuous in the home of the witches that their blood may fairly be said to have left a stain on him. The Witch House, also known as the Corwin House. This structure is the only remaining building in Salem with direct ties to the witch trials. The house originally belonged to Judge Jonathan Corwin, a judge who served on the court, which sentenced 19 people to death by hanging for witchcraft. The house has stood for almost 400 years and is now open to the public as a museum. Many people believe that because of Corwin's involvement with the witch trials, the home is haunted by the spirits of the people he sentenced to death. Others claim Corwin himself haunts the home in addition to four of his children who died early in life within the house. Visitors to the site have captured strange figures on film as well as reporting cold spots and strange presences. Bung Hole Liquors Derby Street's Bung Hole Liquors was formerly a funeral home. It is said that there is a female spirit that roams behind the wine racks and a ghostly kitty that roams around the historic liquor store. Cinema Salem Yes, the show must go on, even in the afterlife. Many of the staff have had paranormal experiences here. A man dressed in black has been seen sitting in the theater. He was said to be wearing clothing from the Victorian era. There was no movie playing. When the workers approached him, the man disappeared. Murphy's. The back corner of Salem's Old Burying Point Cemetery, closest to Murphy's Pub and Restaurant, is apparently a hot spot for the paranormal. People have reportedly spotted a Victorian-era lady in a powder blue dress and a full-bodied apparition of a boy there with a picnic basket. Before the space was Murphy's, it was called Roosevelt's. The then-owner claims to have come face-to-face with a female apparition. The Morning Glory Bed and Breakfast. This Bed and Breakfast Inn is said to be haunted by a young woman in turn-of-the-century clothing. Ghostly children are believed to reside here as well. This is just a few of the many haunted places in Salem, Massachusetts. I chose the ones that were most interesting to me. If you Google Haunted Salem, you will find numerous links for more haunted locations. Remove the chair. 2020 City Guide and Map of Salem, Mayor Kimberly Driscoll writes, Welcome to America's most exciting port city. While you are here, you can experience Salem through our museums, tours, and historic sites, and contemporary Salem at our galleries, shops, and restaurants. From our beautiful waterfront and harbor to our vibrant and bustling downtown, there is plenty to love about our city. Easy to explore on foot, by trolley, or on two wheels with our bike share program, Salem is a convenient five commuter rail stops from Boston's North Station and is less than an hour from Boston's Long Wharf on the high-speed Salem Ferry. When you visit Salem in 2020, you will find fascinating exhibitions at the Peabody Essex Museum year-round festivals and special events, and many new businesses downtown and on our waterfront. Our music, art, and local theater scene is more alive than ever. The vibrancy, diversity, and history of our community attract new residents each year. If you love Salem so much that you can't imagine leaving here, check out our new resident guide at Salem.com and consider living in Salem full-time. Great stories begin here, and we'd love to add yours. Whether you are traveling independently, with a group, or with your family, from near or from far, welcome to Salem, Massachusetts, a city that, as you will discover, is still making history every day. Sincerely, Kimberly Driscoll, Mayor. And now I'll mention a few of the tours, restaurants, and other attractions that I found interesting. Salem Historical Tours and Haunted Footsteps Ghost Tours. This is from their website. Established in 1997, we are the Witch City's oldest established professional walking tour company, setting the benchmark for similar tours. Our knowledgeable and charismatic guides have enchanted guests with true tales of paranormal activity, centuries-old murders, and astounding history. Come here, why we're the most respected and recommended tour in Salem and experience the city's hair-raising history firsthand. They host four historical tours that are a general history tour, grave matters tour, midday ghost tour, and a Salem witchcraft walk. They also host Salem's most respected, recommended, and supernatural tour, the Haunted Footsteps Ghost Tour. There is a ton of information about the tours, ghost photos, a store, and much more on salemshistoricaltours.com. There are many more tours you can take while visiting Salem, such as the Bewitched After Dark Walking Tours, where you will learn what really happened in 1692, and visit 12 sites related to Salem's history. Black Cat Tours, Candlelight Ghost Walking Tours, Hocus Pocus Tours, Salem Ghosts, Spellbound Tours, Trolley Tours, and the list goes on and on. You can visit the world-famous love clairvoyant L'Oreal at Crowhaven Corner and the Salem witch Leanne Marama. There is so much to do in Salem, you could be there for a long while. When you get tired of walking and need a break, there are many restaurants, taverns, and bars to choose from. Ready to get out and explore some more? There's museums, gift shops, souvenir shops of all kinds, including Witch City Wicks, Witch History Museum and Gift Shop, Crowhaven Corner, and Artist Row, to name a few. Oh, and don't forget to stop by the New England Dog Biscuit Company and grab a treat for Fido. Then come on back to Salem in October. Halloween is the best time to visit Salem. But that is also when it is the busiest and most crowded, so be sure to plan way ahead and reserve an overnight or two stay. From October 1st through the 31st, Salem Haunted Happenings is the largest celebration of Halloween in the world. It starts with the Grand Parade on October 1st and snowballs from there. Check out hauntedhappenings.org for all the scary details.
0: Casting spells to save themselves With magic crystal balls
1: Huge thank you to Sarah Peacock for giving me permission to use her song, Burn the Witch, throughout this episode. You can find all Sarah's music on all streaming platforms. Here is Sarah to tell us a little bit about her song, Burn the Witch.
2: I wrote that song with my friend Sheena Brooke. And, um, and, you know, Sheena came to Sheena came to my house and you know, we were writing writing appointment. She said to me, I want to write a song called Burn the Witch. And I was just kind of like, okay, you know, um, what do you mean by that? So we were, we were kind of talking through it and um, did a little research on the Salem Witch Trials and decided we were just going to kind of uh, explore that. And what we... What we did was we wrote a song that told the story of the witch trials in hopes that people would read between the lines of the song because it means so much more. I mean, the song directly mirrors the past, you know, in correlation with present day um, and what's happening in our world and in our country um, in marginalized people groups. And, you
1: mm-hmm. know, what happened
2: with the Salem witch trials is that there was this... Um, you know, fear-mongering towards people who were different, that didn't fit some kind of, you know, mold. And um, that happens today. You know, we have women, we have people of color, you know, queer folk who are continually being delivered daily blows by the patriarchy. And I think that a song like "Burn the Witch is uh, very powerful because it, um, it doesn't, it doesn't lyrically come out and say and point any fingers, but it just, it's just, history is a good reminder. And I think if we can all sit with that and read between the lines on this, I think it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty damn sober, if you ask me.
1: To hear my full interview with Sarah, visit my other podcast, Entertainment Source Interviews, Episode 9. You can also visit my website at entertainment-source.com Where I will have more information about Sarah Peacock as well as her social media links. I will also have my resource links that I used for this episode. Thanks for listening. Hello there. I just have a little add-on that I'm putting on to all of the old episodes. We have a new website address, it is it's just a ghost podcast.com, and we also have a new email address. And that is it's just a ghost podcast at yahoo dot com. So if you heard a different email or website address in this episode, please ignore that and use the new one. Again, the email is it's just a ghost podcast at yahoo dot com, and the website is it's just a ghost podcast.com. Thank you so much. As always, please email us your paranormal experiences to. It's just a ghost podcast at yahoo.com, and we will read them on an upcoming episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please follow and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can help us grow and get our name out there by telling your friends about us, and we would be thrilled if you would leave us five stars. This helps people find us out there in the sea of podcasts. It's all free, so why not, right? You can follow us on Facebook at It's Just a Ghost Podcast and on Twitter at It's Just a Ghost Too. That's the number two. And also on Instagram at It's Just a Ghost Podcast. Remember, ghosts are people too. Until next time.